This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth. With you on a Monday, presented as always by BetMGM. Coming up at 20 minutes, our first look ahead to week eight across the NFL, the lines and spreads we like for next week. But right now, let's react here to week seven. Look ahead to Monday Night Football with Brad Spielberg, Pro Football Focus, joining us right now. Brad, welcome back to the show. Uh, kind of another wacky and wild week seven. Dull in some ways, but some things continue to be crystal clear. We keep waiting for it to change. I'm not sure it's going to. Brad, let's start with the teams that we keep waiting to wake up. Not sure it's going to happen now. The Green Bay Packers lose. They don't convert a third down first time in 23 years. They lose to the Commanders and then the Buccaneers. I mean, Brad, 21-3 to to a terrible Carolina team. I'll throw it at you this way. Which team is in worse shape right now, the Packers or the Bucs? I'm still going to go with the Green Bay Packers because I also think it's just a fundamental lack of talent. Uh, the Bucks, uh, you know, Byron Leftwich was a head coach candidate, a hot name last cycle. He's probably not one right now. I mean, they're running the ball on first and second and long with regularity for two yards a clip. Leonard Fournette is just running into the backs of his guards. Uh, it, it's just it's, – it's a bad offense. Um, and, yeah, and then on the defense, P.J. Walker earned our highest game grade of any quarterback this season. Uh, I don't know who saw that coming. But, yeah, I still think the Packers, it's more just a lack of talent, whereas the Bucks just need to play better. All the movement, all the steam was on the San Francisco side yesterday. Uh, a lot of the chatter with the Christian McCaffrey uh, trade. And then it was one of those examples where when you have one of the great quarterbacks, it doesn't matter. When you have Pat Mahomes, it doesn't matter how good you are on the other side. 9.1 yards per play with the Chiefs. Uh, what was your takeaway from the, the Kansas City Chiefs dismantling that San Francisco defense? It shows you exactly why you shouldn't be making trades like the San Francisco 49ers did unless you are set at quarterback. Every move you, you can make, you can justify a little bit more if you do have one of those elite quarterbacks. But when you don't have one of them, nothing else really matters all that much. And, yeah, San Francisco, the number one scoring defense coming into the week, obviously a great unit with talent all over. Did have some injuries, but, you know, but Bosa played and was okay. Um, you know, and it did not matter. Patrick Mahomes was dominant, had, what, over 430 yards, three touchdowns um, on the road against his vaunted defense because that is what great quarterbacks do. He's now 13-2 and two against top five scoring defenses in his career, and that's what, you know, a great quarterback buys you. So Niners now 3-4. and four. I, They still could easily win their division, not the greatest division in the world, but – that's just, that's just why you don't make that move unless you have a quarterback that can come from behind and win you games, not just a guy that can play from ahead like a Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's talk about these New York teams. I can't believe it. It keeps happening. The 6-1 and one Giants, the 5-2 and two Jets. Are both of these teams for real? Who, who has impressed you more? I'm still going to say neither are for real, <laughs> um, which I'm sure New York fans are sick of hearing, and I'll just keep saying it until they both win 12 games this year, and eventually I'll have to give up. But 
Yeah, I mean, you look at the Jets. Zach Wilson under pressure is maybe the worst quarterback in the NFL. You watch the game against Denver. It is a good defense. Any sniff of pressure, and he's just he, he doesn't know what to do with himself. Um, they unfortunately did have a bunch of pretty you know bad injuries as well. Obviously, rookie Brees Hall out for the year potentially with a torn ACL. With a dynamic player had a you know breakaway speed on a great touchdown yesterday. Elijah Vera Tucker, their former first round guard, uh, sounds like he could be out for a while as well. Um, and and I just I, I think they have the Patriots. Next week, I think Bill Belichick, he's only minus one and a half. I've already bet that. They haven't even played this week. They could lose their entire roster to injury tonight for all I know, and I still am comfortable having laid that bet already. And then for the Giants, we talk a lot about one-score games and the regression of you win a lot of those one-score games, you're going to start losing them, and vice versa. You know, it's already happened with the Raiders this year. They're 0-4 in one-score games after going 7-2 and last year. Just kind of one, you know, anecdotal example. But, they look, credit to them. They keep winning. Brian Dable is a phenomenal head coach. Daniel Jones, honestly, was awesome yesterday on the ground and through the air. But I'm just still, you know, I'm not going to bet the Seahawks this week necessarily, but I'm still not fully buying the Giants. All right, let's go there. You mentioned the Seahawks, the other upstart team that no one saw this coming. They win again yesterday in uh, Los Angeles against the Chargers. The Geno Smith story continues to roll on here, Brad. I mean, this morning, Peter King said he's a top five MVP candidate. It's very hard to argue. I'm not sure if he'll actually be in the mix at the end, but right now he is. They play the Giants this weekend. I like the Seahawks team. Kenneth Walker now emerging in the backfield. It feels like the defense playing a little bit better. Are you buying into Seattle and what they're doing? Yeah, they're one I'm finally buying in on that I tried not to buy in for a while, but I am. I mean, I mean, Geno Smith is playing like a top-five quarterback in the NFL right now. He really is. He is making incredible throws deep downfield. I mean, Marquise Goodwin had, what, two touchdowns and a bunch of yards yesterday. So even after losing DK Metcalf, you know, which could be a big injury and obviously something to monitor going forward. But, you know, coming into this season, we probably said he was the only good player on the entire roster or, or you know, one of a, of a short list. And they lose him in the first quarter yesterday, and it really did not matter so yeah I am buying them the defense is definitely coming along a little bit those young corners on the outside and Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant seem to get better every week Um, I'm officially a buyer of these Seattle Seahawks so the Titans are frauds right Uh, zero offensive touchdowns they find a way to win the game the Colts it's it kind of felt like oh this is familiar Colts doing Colts things they they struggle in the first month and they start to bounce back and then they lay a complete egg yesterday and once again they can't stop Derrick Henry I know it's not the easiest thing but he racks up a ton of yards against them uh how about both sides of that the result yesterday 19 to 10 in favor of the Titans another one where I gotta just admit I was wrong I guess it was just you know airing of of grievances against myself today on the show but the Titans I did not believe in I put out a bet before the season uh them to miss the playoffs was one of my favorite futures I want to say it was plus 175 plus 180 range I mean, they're going to win that AFC South, which, you know, is kind of just a war of attrition. And if you're just like an NFL caliber roster, then you'll probably win the division. But, yeah, I mean, they are not that good of a football team. They really don't have receivers. They need Traylon Burks to come back. Like you said, no, zero offensive touchdowns. The pick six off Matt Ryan, um, you know, was, was kind of the, changed the entire complexion of the game. And, yeah, the Colts are a bad football team. I mean, Matt Ryan apparently was the last guy to leave the locker room because he was getting – uh, help from training staff because he got hit 10 times yesterday. Like, he's just getting beaten down. Um, kind of a sad way to, you know, end his career, a sad thing to see. So, yeah, once again, what a shock. The AFC South is the worst division in the NFL. 
Man, it's been sad for a lot of these older quarterbacks. Gosh. Um, okay, let's focus on uh, Monday Night Football Bears at Patriots. We still don't know. Is it going to be Zappy? Is it going to be Jones? Damian Harris back? Um, what are you interested in, side, total, or I know you always got a prop angle for me. Let's go. Yeah, so definitely love the Patriots in this one. I actually think there could be kind of an interesting, um, you know, scenario where people think Bailey Zappi should is better or was you know worthy of catching that many points, and Mac Jones won't be as good. I think you got to look like a like a Cooper Rush, where look he he enjoyed a great month, and then that last game, three interceptions, could basically do nothing. Eventually, defenses figure guys out, and, and we know Bailey Zappi is you know potentially a solid backup quarterback in this NFL going forward, but does not have the physical tools that Mac Jones has and Mac Jones really isn't even known for those physical tools himself um you know he did have a bit of a slow start to the season was pushing the ball downfield a lot more but the big thing for him number one right now for us when kept clean so with no pressure number one in big time throws and the Bears are dead last in pressure rate in the NFL so I think they will be able to move the ball down the field because the Bears will not get home against a pretty good offensive line for New England so yeah, any like I think I mentioned pre-show, I've teased them, I've teased the Patriots about with about half the slate yesterday. Um, and then another one, it's sadly a bet that has cashed a lot this year is the Justin Fields under a half touchdown pass. I, I mean, he is our worst quarterback against man coverage. The Patriots play the most man coverage in the NFL. Um, the only way that would maybe work in favor of Chicago is if Fields takes off with his legs against man coverage. But I don't see him, you know, being successful through the air. Um, and I think, you know, it's going to be a long afternoon or a long night for him. Um, I like that play again, sadly. Brad, Brad uh, the so segment prior, pr prior to this one, we were, uh, we were just going over some of our favorite bets, and we're with you on the Patriots. We have teasers tied up to the Patriots, so we're with you on that sense. But I want to throw a couple of the props that we're talking about at you and uh, see if you agree or, or disagree. Feel free, uh, please. Uh, Stevenson. Rushing yards number is 61 in the hook. I've been on a, a string of five weeks where I go against the Bears running back. I don't love the opposing running back. I don't love that Damian Harris is probably going to play, so I'm a little concerned about that. But what do you think about uh, Stevenson over 61.5 rushing yards, fields under 25.5 attempts, and then we were looking uh, under that Bears team total, 15.5. I like all three of those. Starting with Ramondre Stevenson, I mean, I think the game scripts will work in their favor. Well, they'll probably get an early lead and just pound the rock. And this Bears interior of the defensive line is probably the worst interior defensive line in the NFL. And you have our highest-graded run-blocking guard and Michael Onwenu is there, you know, for the Patriots. Um, they're starting to come along. You know, Cole Strange is playing better football. Their tackles have played fairly well now that Marcus Cannon's kind of, you know, starting to take snaps from Isaiah Wynn. But long answer short, they're going to win the, the battle in the trenches like you said, the threat is more about how many snaps Damian Harris gets than my concern with them actually being able to stop the Bears. 25 and a half attempts. You know, we saw it yesterday with Atlanta. We've already seen it with Chicago. You would think in this game script that teams would pass the ball, but, you know, the Falcons right. down three touchdowns were they had 13 pass attempts yesterday. It was inexplicable. And the Bears have kind of been that way as well. Even where, you know, the NFL expectation is 75% pass yesterday for Atlanta, they threw the ball 47% of the time. It, it made no sense. So, you know, we, we can probably expect that as well. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I just, anything Patriots tonight, I, I think is probably a, a good bet. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, joining us here. Brad, it feels like the AFC North is now a two-horse race. We've kind of eliminated the Steelers. The Browns are 2-5 and five now without Deshaun Watson. Both teams at the top, 4-3, and three, the Ravens, the Bengals. 
Who do you like moving forward? I mean, it feels like Burrow has gotten going. They had that bad week one coming off the, the offseason surgery with the appendectomy. It feels like Joe Burrow is on that hot streak he was on last year. Bengals or Ravens moving forward? Who do you like better in the North? I think the Bengals are coming on, and I would probably lean Cincinnati. The offensive line is starting to gel a little bit, too. We obviously kind of all freaked out collectively when the first month of the season they looked like they did last year, and we're saying, hey, they spent all this money, and what was it for? Um, We're starting to see now. You need time to establish chemistry, let these guys play together a little bit, and I thought they held up much better yesterday. And and Lamar Jackson really could not throw the ball yesterday. I I mean, he barely had any passing yards until late in that game. They almost lost that game to Cleveland as well. They very well could have for the fourth time this season you know blown a late lead as they for some reason keep doing over and over again so yeah if I had to bet it right now even though I'm sitting on Ravens over nine and a half tickets I'm sitting on Ravens to win the AFC North tickets if I had to bet right now I'd probably go with Cincinnati well speaking of the Ravens Thursday night football at Tom Brady and the Buccaneers I'm seeing minus one minus one and a half I mean after the way Tom Brady and the Bucks have looked would you be on the Ravens side here so this one is, you know, I have this thing I do, and it tends to work. If I get Tom Brady, if I get Patrick Mahomes, if I get any of these guys plus money at home, it's very hard for me to not bet them. Um, I don't know if I'm going to take the plus one and a half, but I already teased Tampa Bay. Actually, teased them with New Orleans, but, you know, if there's another side you'd like, okay. um, teasing them up to, you know, through a touchdown, um, if you get the plus one and a half, I love that play. Look, I think Baltimore probably could win this game. Yes, Tampa Bay has looked awful. Uh, it's funny, they're three and four. They still lead the NFC South, which is, you know, a, a struggling division right now. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I just can't really trust this Baltimore Ravens team much either. Uh, so I, I like teasing Tampa Bay over a touchdown on that one. Was uh, you mentioned New England for week number eight? That was an early bet for you. Uh, was there any others that you were taking a look at? I mean, the big story that's going to be nonstop is I can't believe Rogers is an eleven point underdog. I know, right? Which which is crazy. And, and as much as I want to maybe lay that, I, I mean, if the Buffalo wins that yeah. game forty to ten, like I'm not sure I'm surprised by it. I, I do think the interesting thing will be if we get some trades. You know, if there is some deadline moves now, they've been linked to Chase Claypool a bunch. I know Ian Rappaport yesterday said that's kind of cooled off, and Pittsburgh probably holds on. You know, a Pittsburgh lost again, and b Chase Claypool basically called out the offensive coordinator in the post game press conference and said, "Why are we not running any go routes? You know, we, oh, I don't know what we're doing." There's not enough go routes in this offense, which is true. All Matt Canada wants to do is run jet sweeps um, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, maybe that happens now and, and there's a, you know, kind of a, a shakeup there. Anyway, the bets I do like, though, I like, yeah, I mentioned New England. I like New Orleans. I think there's a big narrative bet here. Yes, Arizona won uh, that game on Thursday night, but New Orleans did not have Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Marshawn Lattimore, and Paulson Adebo. They threw two pick sixes, and they still lost by one score. Um, You know, should get, I think, all four of those players back. And then, you know, for for the Raiders, yes, they won by 18 points yesterday. They were losing with three minutes left in the third quarter. They also had a 75-yard pick six, you know, off of Davis Mills that kind of helped them win that football game. So I like the Saints plus a little bit at home. And then the 49ers coming off, obviously, an ugly loss. But they just own this Los Angeles Rams team. They always have. Kyle Shanahan has Sean McVay's number. Their D-line versus the Rams offensive line is as big of a mismatch as you can find in the NFL. I like them laying. I think it's a point and a half on the road. I like the, the Niners in that spot. Great stuff. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. 
joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest on the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. We'll jump off that and go to Week 8, our first look at Week 8 across the NFL. Some of the games Brad just mentioned, some of the ones that are hitting us. We'll do that next right here on the Becky Wall Network.